practice where we talk about the importance of communication skills. Just before Christmas, we focused on the importance of feedback. This week, our focus is on cross-cultural communication. Cecilia Louis, consultant, coach, trainer and founder of Ilia Connect, joins me in the studio. She's got over 30 years of international experience behind her in a variety of disciplines, including communication. And this certainly has given her a broad perspective on various aspects of cross-cultural communication. Good afternoon to you, Cecilia. And Happy New Year. Hi, Cecilia. Happy New Year. I can't believe it's 2020. Yeah. Well, there you go. Did you have a good Christmas? No kind of uh, sort of funny bits of feedback or anything like that? I had a cold. Oh, right. You had a cold. Yeah, I went home. Oh, right. Okay. And and tensions with family were okay during that Christmas period? No problems? I'll keep that out of the studio. (laughs) (laughs) You're not going to talk about that. Okay. Yeah, I had a lovely time as well. I was away actually for Christmas. So now, um, this is an interesting subject. subject. We're talking about cross-cultural communication. So what exactly is this all about? Well, I mean, Hong Kong and Asia and APAC and, and more so around the world, it's becoming very multicultural. You know, if you look at Hong Kong, um, I am constantly around environments where it's very mixed. Um, You know, in a typical event, uh, there are people from all over. Um, We, each culture has its own way of communication, Mm -hmm. of doing things cultural values. So sometimes not understanding those, especially in the work environment, can create frictions and misunderstanding. And within the business world, that can also um, cause contracts, uh, failures of negotiations, um, many issues. Um, But a lot of times, uh, people are not aware of it. How how did you sort of get into this area? I mean, obviously, you've got a lot of international experience and you've worked in a number of countries and things. So has this, um, has the kind of expertise that you've gained, uh, that's been over experience, isn't it? That time that you've spent with companies? You know, it's funny you ask that question. I mean, I originally from Hong Kong, many people are aware, uh, but I grew up in Canada. And by the time I came back to Hong Kong 18 years ago, I had spent more time in the West than, than here. Mm-hmm. So coming back, I actually, uh, my initial reason was to reconnect with my own culture. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I was originally from here, I still had to adjust um, in the initial period of my relocation. Mm-hmm. There were things that I knew that um, what I was you know, setting myself up for. There were things that I I wouldn't appreciate, but those were the things that um, I have to um, overlook because there was a a different reasons for my coming back. I wanted to um, share my experience and skills learned from the West um, to bring it back to to Asia. Um, I think my first 18 years of my career prepared me for the next 18. (laughs) And... Rightly so, that has, you know, 18 years ago, I didn't set out to say, oh, I want to get into cross-cultural communication. Mm-hmm. It was something that I've observed mm-hmm. at first with myself, 
how I had to adapt. Coming from a Western culture, you were encouraged to be bold and speak out. Speak out. Yeah.、Um, and coming back to Asia, it's you know you've got you've got relatives, you've got families, and then you've got different dynamics、uh, at work. Uh, workplace, whether it's、um, a local company, American company, it's all different. So、mm-hmm. over the years,、um, I've had good experience, bad experience, and you know I learned from that. And finally, I was able to put the pulse on my career and say, whatever I'm going to touch, I'm going to put this cultural lens on it、mm-hmm. because that would be. The difference that I bring to the table,、mm-hmm. but then you've got that sort of wealth of experience. If I, if you just think about, say, if you're looking at Hong Kong, and you think about the number of、um, people who come to Hong Kong to work from different countries, right?、Um, and you can see them. You know, you'd only need to walk through the finance、um, sector where there are just so many people. But how? I mean, what are companies doing to raise awareness of these cross-cultural? Um, communication in terms of is there some sort of induction program? Is there something that they can actually sit through and get kind of at least the key points that they need to be aware of? Unfortunately, not enough. Because、mm. um, I would think that there should be something like that, really. But training is very budget driven, isn't it? Yeah, and yeah. depends on. Depends on company budget. Depends on the person. Um, their place within the company. I remember when I started, started when I first got into the industry,、um, probably eleven years ago. The investment, the focus was more on senior executives.、Uh, there were a lot of international movement back then,、um, and then over the years, in more recent years, it's good to see is that there's more budget towards more junior staff、mm-hmm. as a group,、mm-hmm. but still. Um, it's not.、Um, it, it's not recognized enough.、Mm. You know, I think、mm. we hear many expatriates. They have had to be repatriated. You know, whether it's you know in the mainland or where have you, because of the lack of cultural understanding.、Um, I, I hear a lot,、mm-hmm. um, or else their spouse is not. Integrating、uh, the way that they like to, yeah.、And、so many times an expatriate goes home, it's because their family is not happy、yeah. in the new new environment. Yeah, and I suppose it works exactly the same way in that, like, if somebody from Hong Kong gets a job in the UK or in the States or whatever, then they are having to adjust again culturally to. Just the different norms that are accepted there, and you know whether is that something, for instance, in your time in Canada, was that something that people were aware of that they were talking about it? That you know, if new people are coming in, we need to kind of give them a little bit of a crash course on and how we see things, perhaps, or how we react to things. Is that something that is happening? Now, I, I can't speak for other countries. Like、mm-hmm. for Canada,、mm-hmm. there's a lot of、uh, public resource,、uh, whether it's for refugee programs、right. or new immigrant programs. There's a lot of public money in the,、uh, public money in that. The、sure. government is very good in in doing that.、Uh, there are bridging programs for uh, professionals, uh, whether you're, you know, there are some professions where you have to be recertified.、Yeah. Um, so there are programs,、um, not necessary. Completely free 
but they're there. The resource is there. Yeah, I can um, see that in the UK too, because I know that um, certain, you know, big banks and things like that, they do have almost like a diversity unit and diversity, you know, um, you know, induction programs and things like that, where they do raise awareness of some of these issues. And also the, the sensitivities involved, you know, just in the type of perhaps the language that you use, the way you behave. A little bit about some of the things that we were talking about last time when mm-hmm. you were here. Right. So, so what is it now? What are the the main things that we need to be aware of here? Well, I think any time you're speaking with people that don't speak your language, let, let's use English. Um, you know, you're in a company where the majority of the staff, junior staff, are locals, and their English is not their mother tongue. Mm-hmm. As a foreigner, you're going to have to be aware of that. Uh, use simpler language. Yeah. Uh, slow down. No jokes, like American joke. Yeah, in, the sense of in humor. The local, that is that, you know, it doesn't go well. Yeah. Um, equally, you wouldn't want as a as a foreigner, you wouldn't want local people to tell you a local jokes, um, or cliches. You know, I I still come across um, you know the odd. Americans that I know, they're they're still using a lot of the American cliches, which yeah. I don't even understand. Yeah. So be aware, be aware of just the basic. Yeah, basics. that's absolutely yeah. important, isn't yeah. it? Um, and I suppose you know the kind of in jokes, the stereotypical things that people say. You you have to be very careful how you tread if you know that you have a diverse workforce from different backgrounds, different cultures. And it's just, it's, it is all really about sensitivity, isn't it? That's what it boils down to. Well, it is. And you can, you know, train yourself to be more um, mindful of that. Because um, nowadays your cultural competence and your sensitivity and your experience is important. Like some jobs, they actually um, have it in their job description, um, depending on the level of the seniority of the role. And I, I've actually seen uh, experience where some cultures are very expressive, very passionate, you know, the hugging or the, mm-hmm. the kissing on the cheek. You need to be mindful because I've actually uh, personally witnessed people getting fired oh, because gosh. of... Uh, that, pro- that personal space they've invaded yeah, that. because uh, people complain. Yeah. And I think it's a responsibility of the employer to have the induction, have that component in the staff induction when they bring them on board, because um, otherwise it's just not fair, right? I mm. mean, you're you're um, operating a very multicultural business, mm. so you know it's 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 the business responsibility to make sure that all their staff. Um, have that awareness. I think that is something now that I I can't think of any country, any place really, where there isn't really a diverse workforce. I mean, people are going from one place to another and they're getting experiences. So I would have thought that actually the whole process of this kind of awareness training should really be quite paramount, you know, in companies. But is that something that we perhaps you know, working in a, in a company that you need to say, put a hand up and say, look, can we have somebody do this? Is that, could it be encouraged like that? Well, if I were an employer, 
if I'm not aware of the issue and mm-hmm. the staff don't raise it, then you then it's money saved in the pocket. Yeah. I, I I can share a couple of um, uh, professional situation. Um, it's very common, let's say, in a law firm, where you have an Asian partner, but an associate that's from the Western world. So in that setting, the respect needs to come into play. Mm-hmm. You know, the straightforward feedback may not work mm-hmm. because you have, you know, the, the Chinese culture is very hierarchical. Mm-hmm. You need to understand the respect uh, and the ranking. Sure. Um, you know, you're, gonna, you're not going to give your boss the feedback in front of everybody. That's just like, yeah. absolutely no. No, no. <laughs> right. Right. So that's I I had uh, people you know HR approach me wanting uh, some cross cultural training for the junior staff, and then uh, there's another situation where a senior executive got transferred from the home office in UK. Um, you know it's a it's a British company, but the this person's it's quite senior, but the person leading him it's Asian. Mm-hmm. And it's a female, mm-hmm. so there's a lot of power struggle, mm-hmm. um, and of course, you know, it's not just cross-cultural challenges. It's you know, the company didn't really set them up for success by the proper internal communication. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we've got someone coming uh, to prepare the rest sure. of the staff well, sure. right? But you know, this person two years in the role and he's struggling, still struggling, and wow. uh, it, it has. Uh, a lot of a lot of stress. There is really quite an onus on the companies, really, to make sure that they try and raise awareness of these issues. Almost just like an induction program, really, when they start, just to give them some top tips. Because, I mean, culturally, if you were looking at, say, Hong Kong, you know, off the top of your head, you could think about, as you've just said, you know, it's very hierarchical and people don't expect you to do this or that. You could almost make up um, a kind of induction program with the basic facts there. And even that would be helpful. The rest of it would come through learning, wouldn't it? Well, I think um, more and more companies are tapping into that. Sure. Um, you know, there's a lot of, as you uh, just mentioned earlier, diversity and inclusion. Uh, there's a lot of training on unconscious bias and, you know, it's just different labels. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, hopefully... Um, you know, the proper training and awareness will come through those programs. Okay. And how about more on the personal side? As we let's let's kind of tie up on that side before we finish. Personal side, cross cultural communication. This is just with our friends and people that we associate with and and on the streets and whatever, isn't it? I think you know now if I may within cross cultural communication and it's just not ethnicity only. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's about uh generation, yeah, ranks, yeah. uh gender, sure, uh any types of uh Different. cultural elements, yes. right? Uh, school of training, introverts, extroverts, those are in itself um, you know, culturally uh it, it's all about differences. Yeah. How you uh connect with somebody who's very different from you from uh, their personality right down to their communication preferences. Um, you know, we dealt with listening and questioning skills. I was just say so that. that's a prime yeah. one to, yeah. to bring it in for application. Um, if you're, if you have a 
a genuine desire to understand somebody who's different from you, then bring those skills in and not to make assumptions. The sure. second thing would be to remove all assumptions that you have, mm-hmm. uh, stereotypes and judgment uh, inside our head. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've had people coming up to me and say, you're from Shanghai, aren't you? <laughs> so those kind of, you know, inappropriate assumptions, yeah. it's just, you know, it, it's not, it's unnecessary. Um, and within the, the public space or, you know, we're witnessing a lot of divisiveness, um, in our environments, whether it's near or far. So I think, um, at a personal level, we can cultivate more compassion, empathy, and understanding. And it's all done through how we communicate is True. to, uh, listen more, assume less, um, and, um, you know, build trust so that other people, uh, wouldn't think that you're, you're all about you and you're not listening, that sort of thing. Great. Yeah. Well, some really good things there to keep in mind. Um, I suppose, as you just said, the whole listening thing, that's key. That's going back to one of those skills. It's only when you listen that you're aware of differences and you can address those differences and you can handle it in a sensitive way. Cecilia, thank you very much. It's been really kind of very informative. Now, can I ask you what the next subject is going to be? That's a bit of a surprise, isn't it, for our last program? Well, January 15th, our last show, mm-hmm. um, I think it would be good to do a wrap up and a recap sure. on all the subjects that we've talked about. Um, time permitting, you know, we're going to throw in some, I have no idea right now, and <laughs> you have no idea. So uh, it's still, you know, quite a ways away. So whatever okay. we uh, comes up, we will just throw it in there. So tune in if you're interested. If you've enjoyed uh, six topics so far, you're not going to be disappointed on the last one. Well, I hope not. Absolutely not. And remember, you can actually hear the podcasts after the show. Um, they're all available. And obviously, if you want to go back to some of the ones that we started with in November, you're welcome to sort of go back and, and get those all in because um, there's some vital stuff there. Cecilia, thank you very much for coming in today. Anytime. I've, I've enjoyed this program. And uh, if anybody, uh, I also share those on my LinkedIn mm-hmm. um, every every week uh, right after the show two days after the show i share the podcast and and have some um you know if then if we didn't have time to share everything i kind of add a little bit of extra on the posting so come and follow me thank you and thank you very much and enjoy the rest of this time thank you next till next time yeah till next time (laughs) 